Hey guys, welcome to The Nursing Co-op. I am so excited that you're here. On this podcast, our goal is to build your confidence, expand your knowledge, and create a supportive, cooperative community for nurses, one nurse at a time. My name's Ashley. I'm a registered nurse on a mission to empower nurses to build meaningful careers and change nursing culture along the way. In our time together, I hope to share my experiences, provide you with resources, and create a space where you can find your footing as a nurse without judgment. We will unravel nursing topics and make connections with amazing guests to give you all of the tools that you need to build an incredible life and career. I believe that it takes a village to build a strong nurse. We are your village. This is The Nursing Co-op. What's up, friends? Welcome back to The Nursing Co-op. That took me three tries because there's a mosquito in my house, even though my husband seems to think that mosquitoes aren't in Arizona, but I know, I know what mosquitoes look like. I grew up in the Northeast, okay? (laughs) There's a mosquito, very distracting, (laughs) and I've messed up the intro 14 times, so here we are, (laughs) and we're starting off just really great, I think. So, I started recording this episode and I, as, as I normally do, talked for like way too long. And so what I decided to do was split up this episode into kind of a little series, like a mini series, and do four separate episodes. So the intention of this episode was to do an episode that was about four key areas where nurses can focus to maintain their physical health. And this is specifically for nurses because I I had gotten this question from a lot of you about like how to stay healthy when you're starting your new jobs as night shift nurses or just as nurses in general how do you maintain good health and in no way I'm just going to disclaimer this in no way am I an expert I don't know all the answers I can't tell you the right nutrition plan for you or the best exercise plan because that's nobody can for one and that's not my area of expertise but health and nutrition, fitness are areas that I am extremely passionate about. So I could talk about this all day long, which I made very evident in my first attempt at this episode. So the four areas that I want to talk about are sleep, nutrition, exercise, and water intake. That one may expand into more of a water slash other things that you can do for health kind of deal. But I talked for so long that I want to split this up into different episodes so that they can be more digestible for you. So this first episode that I'm going to release today is about sleep in particular. So we have all heard that sleep is important, right? You've heard this a million times, especially growing up. I'm sure everyone was like, get eight hours of sleep. How many of us actually get enough sleep? The National Sleep Foundation recommends that adults get between, typically between seven and nine hours of sleep per night for optimal functioning. How many of you actually get that? I'm very curious. So uh, for myself, I try and get, I would say I aim for six to eight hours. I'm usually somewhere around seven, but I have been so surprised how many nurses I've met who don't even get anywhere near six hours of sleep per night. Just this past week, talking to some the, some of the nurses that I work with, I'm hearing that 
oh yeah, five hours of sleep a night. That's enough for me. I've been getting that for years. I can never get enough sleep. I like to stay up late at night. There's always too much to do. There's a million reasons why this is happening. And one of them for you, if you are someone who is suffering from insomnia or you're having difficulty sleeping, please see uh, your physician, your primary care physician, or just someone. Because that is something that I hope that you can find a solution for. It's certainly not something that you're necessarily doing, but I think that's something that will, if you can find a solution for your insomnia, your life's going to improve a ton. So I hope that you're at least seeking some help with that. For the rest of us, I think there's so many people who don't get enough sleep because they're choosing not to get enough sleep. And I know that you can say, no, 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 I don't have any time for sleep. I think it's about making time. It should be our priority. A constant lack of enough sleep. So if you are getting less than six hours a night on average, that is linked to a number of problems. Sleep is so important for so many functions in our body. Those who do not get enough have difficulty with cognitive functioning. They don't have, they can't maintain enough focus. They don't have a good attention span. They are, they struggle to store and create long-term and short-term memories. They are more prone to mood swings and mood disorders. More people who do not sleep enough are more likely to be depressed, to have anxiety. That's been shown in multiple studies. There's also an increased risk of all of the diseases that you do not want. Not that you would want any disease, but there's an increased risk of obesity, hypertension, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, stroke. There's been so much research showing us and telling us and proving to us that we need enough sleep, and yet we still aren't doing it. I'm sure you've also heard from people saying like, oh, no, no, I only need like five hours and then I'm fine for the day, or I need only four hours and I'm good. There's also been a ton of research that shows that we develop a tolerance where if we are constantly sleep deprived, we don't even realize the effects that that's having anymore because it's our normal. So you may not even realize how much attention you are capable of, how much focus you can have, how clear your mind can feel because you have been sleep deprived for so long. So this is the first thing that I want to talk about in terms of maintaining your health because I think so many nurses are struggling with this today. And if you are one of my new nurses about to start night shift, it's a whole other ballgame. And there's some extra things that I think can be helpful for you. And you may lose some of your normal sleep during, during night shift. It is certainly an adjustment. It's not something that humans are really built for. We aren't meant to be up all night. That's not how our brains work and that's not how our bodies are built so that may be an extra challenge for you I would encourage you if you are if you've started night shift and you're feeling miserable start to make some moves to get off of night shift as much as you can I did about a year and a half and honestly I wasn't myself during that time and that was one of the big things that pushed me to try something try something different on days it was either going to be days at the job in the ICU or a different position but I needed to go back to days as much as I loved all the people on nights and the flow of nights it wasn't good for my mental health and my physical health so that being said for anyone that's listening today I want you to figure out a solid sleep routine. I think that's the first thing that is going to be helpful for you. And it may be a challenge. So start to track it, figure out, you know, what works best for you, what's the most realistic. 
set some sort of bedtime. I know that that sounds funny, but it's going to be helpful if you go to bed at the same time and start to wake up around the same time. Now, it may be like when you're working your shifts, you may work up, wake up a little bit earlier than you might on the weekends, and that's fine. But start to build a routine because the consistency is going to help you maintain it. Part of this routine is going to be improving your sleep hygiene, which is essentially just think about like what you're doing before you're going to sleep. So, so many of us are just scrolling the internet or we're constantly on our phones, we're watching TV, we're on all these screens right before we're trying to sleep. And there's been a ton of research showing that that is not helpful for our brains in terms of trying to wind down. TV, screens, all of that wakes us up more and can mess with some of the the light cues that normally tell us that it's time to go to sleep or time to start to wind down. So I would encourage you to decrease your screen time right before you're going to be going to sleep, maybe like an hour before, put the phones away or stop watching TV and switch to something like a book or something like that. Try out a couple things and figure out what works for you in terms of screen time, but I would encourage you to take a look at what your current habits are. Also, I would say optimize your sleep environment. So especially for my new nurses starting on nights, or if you are a nurse just working nights in general, this is huge for you. If you are trying to sleep without blacking out your curtains or blackout curtains or uh, blocking out your windows, you're not going to sleep very well because we aren't meant to sleep during the day. You're going to wake up a ton. You're going to get distracted by all the noises and the, the birds chirping outside, the lights, all of that. So I would encourage you to create a strong sleep environment for yourself so black out the windows if you are working if you're trying to sleep during the day blackout get some blackout curtains um, blackout covers I had curtains called I think they were easy blackout window covers I'll put them in the show notes Um, but those were really helpful especially if you have weird shaped windows you can get them custom um, highly recommend um, get, getting some something to block the door if you have to keep that open. I did for dogs, so I actually just hung like a blackout curtain so that they could come in and out without freaking out. Um, get some sort of noise machine to block out the sound of your neighbors screaming outside or the, the construction that's happening down the road. Get some sort of noise machine if that's helpful for you or a fan. And then temperature is also shown to be really really important in terms of getting high quality sleep. So if that is especially here in Arizona, it's hotter in the middle of the day. And that is when we're trying to sleep if you're working on night shift. So figure out how to maintain an optimal temperature in your house for yourself to sleep. So if that is a little bit cooler, maybe you turn down your air conditioning just for those hours that you're sleeping during the day, and then you can turn it back up. Um, if you need extra fans, I highly recommend the Uller sleep system. That's what I have. And I am now like addicted to it. I need, I need it. When I go somewhere else and I don't have it, I'm like, oh, I miss my Uller. Um, and this is not, I'm, I'm not cool enough to be sponsored yet. It's just something that I have loved. It is a little bit expensive, but it has made such a difference in my sleep. I don't have to like constantly kick off the covers and pull them back on and then get night sweats and then get freezing because my sweat dries and then I'm cold and I, it's eliminated all of that. And so it was really helpful, especially during the summer as well, because it just makes me feel like it's cool under the covers. Um, it's like a pad that you're sleeping on essentially that water goes through and it maintains a specific temperature. So highly recommend the Uller. I'll put that in the show notes as well. But I would check out something like that to maintain optimal temperature because that's going to help you sleep too. Um, 
turn off your phone, at least in terms of notifications, so that you're not getting a bunch of alerts while you're trying to sleep, and make sure that you're setting a solid alarm. If you are one that struggles to wake up on time, if you are trying to wake up at a specific time, I also recommend the app Alarmy. Um, I don't always use it because it makes me angry, but <laughs> definitely gets me up. Essentially, you have to do like a mission in order to turn the alarm clock off. So it'll keep going off. For me, it's until I go into my the master bedroom bathroom and take a picture of the sink. That's what I have to do in order to turn the alarm off. You can't just like snooze it like you can others. So it's helpful. So find something like that to build an optimal sleep environment. Um, oh, another thing. If you are this type, I also have like a sunset or sunrise alarm clock that will kind of just gradually brighten the room so it's a less harsh um, alarm, essentially. Um, I think you can put on like little sounds like birds or something like that, but it's really just that it gradually gets brighter in the room without a sudden shock of of light or a alarm screaming at you. So if you would like a gentler wake than that, um, I would I would try something like a sunrise alarm. Okay, so sleep environment's huge, and so that's important for your routine. But outside of that, I would really just establish a strong like wind-down routine, and this can be whatever time works for you. So if you are a night shift worker and you go back and forth between days and nights, this could be at 9 a.m., this could be at 9 p.m. Whenever you're winding down, do the same things because it starts to train your brain and tell it it's time to go to sleep. So experiment with a few things figure out what helps you wind down the best. You can try things like meditation is really helpful. There's some like sleep meditations that'll help your brain calm down, Um, body scans, things like that. If you enjoy doing like yoga or stretching right before sleep, do five to 10 minutes. You don't have to do anything crazy. It's just something that tells your brain, okay, we're getting relaxed and we're going to go to sleep. Um, I would say if there's certain things that are helpful for you to try and go to sleep, like sleepy time teas, If you want to try something natural like a magnesium, Um, some people like melatonin, but you can develop some sort of tolerance to that. So, you know, tread lightly with with melatonin. Um, If you want to do some, I don't, I'm not the expert again. So if you want to do some more research on that, I would. Um, In terms of like sleeping pills, I don't recommend sleeping pills. And I'm sure you've heard this before as well. Certainly can get um, reliant on those in order to sleep at all. Uh, there's been there's been research that shows that those aren't the best ways for people to sleep because you get addicted to it essentially. Like you can't sleep unless you have your sleeping pills. It just messes up your body's natural rhythms. So I would not rely on sleeping pills. I also would not pull the technique that so many nurses I've talked to do, which is Tylenol PM or like NyQuil. Those are not intended for you to be taking long term. Those are not intended just to put you to sleep. That's not the point, Um, especially if you're doing this consistently. It's not great for you. So I would find natural things that help you wind down and stop relying on those, those medications. I tried some like natural melatonin gummy kind of things for a little while, and I didn't really notice a difference, so I stopped taking them. But experiment with those kinds of things and figure out what works, but I would not recommend relying on medications, at least in that sense. But plan out when you're going to go to sleep, plan when you're going to wake up so that you can get at least like say six to eight hours. Even if you don't think it's realistic for you to get seven to nine, shoot for six to eight. At least you're getting a pretty restful sleep. You're going to get enough cycles of REM and you're going to, you're going to give your brain that time to 
to repair and rest create memories and do its job and you're if you start to go from not sleeping enough to sleeping plenty you're going to notice a huge difference in how much you can focus and your mood swings and things like that I was a nightmare on nights because I just had crazy mood swings because I you just don't get the same quality of sleep if some of you out there are not struggling with this and you're working night shift that's great (laughs) keep doing what you're doing because it's working but for those of you who are just about to start I definitely recommend planning ahead to try and get the best quality sleep that you possibly can. So build that good sleep environment, build a strong sleepy time routine that's going to help you wind down whatever time of day it is and stick to it. Stick to a bedtime, stick to a time that you're going to wake up and it's going to be super helpful. Just as a side note, it has been shown that exercise, especially regular consistent exercise does improve sleep regardless of what time you're exercising. For some people, I've heard them say that if they exercise right before they're trying to go to bed, it wakes them up too much. If that is you, don't do that. Exercise later. Figure out the time that works best for your exercise. But just in general, those who exercise have better quality sleep. Okay, guys. So those are just a few quick tips for you guys to try and get more sleep. It's the first key pillar for your physical health. Without enough sleep, you will not reach your physical health goals. You will you're going to feel tired, you're going to feel fatigued, you're going to have brain fog, your your immune system's lower. It's just going to get in the way of all the things that you want to do in your life. So I highly recommend if you don't do anything else, start with sleep. Start by figuring out a solid sleep routine that gets you the appropriate amount of sleep, at least six to eight hours, hopefully seven to nine as they recommend. And if you're sitting there telling me that you don't have time, enough time to sleep that much, make time. What's more important, you cannot serve other people well if you are not taking care of yourself. And this is going to be something I'm going to preach with every single one of these topics, I'm sure, because health and fitness are my two favorite things to talk about. But if you can't take care of yourself, if you can't prioritize your health, you're not going to be the best nurse that you can be because you're going to be tired. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to have delayed reactions. You're not going to you're not going to remember what this medication's for. There's all sorts of little things that you need as a nurse. And to have an optimal brain, you need sleep. That's number one. So that's the first thing I want you guys to work on is your sleep. If you have some specific questions about sleep, things that you're, you're struggling with, or things that have worked for you, if you are a nurse who has you know been through night shift, figured out a good technique that's helpful for you, let us all know. Um, we can all share ideas with each other so that we can all get the best sleep. That is the point. And again, these things may seem like things that you have heard a million times. The thing is, we hear a lot of information. We don't always act on it. So I know like when you hear things about nutrition, you're always like, oh, well, I already know all of this. Okay, but have you actually done any of it? Usually the answer is no, or you haven't stuck to it. So this is about consistency. Every single thing that we're going to talk about in this health series is about being consistent and what you can stick to, and that's going to help you the most. So this week, build a solid sleep routine. That is your that is your homework for the week. Start to build a routine if you are about to start your first job as a nurse, plan ahead. Start to think about what your sleep routine might look like for you and experiment with it this week. See if it works. That's the best thing for you to do. And definitely start to get all of the supplies that you need if you are about to start a new job. Order it now. It's going to be helpful to have it ahead of time. You don't want to get to your first 
day that you're sleeping and not have the blackout curtains. Please trust me on that one. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you guys. This is just the first of a four-part series on health. If you have any questions on sleep, nutrition, exercise, or anything health-related for nurses, please let me know and I will include it in these episodes or I will answer your questions in the comments. All right, guys, go get some sleep and I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and our community in the nursing co-op. If you liked this episode and found some value in the content, please share it with any and all of your nursing friends on social media and tag me at Ashley underscore nursing co-op so that I can thank you personally. That way we can continue to build this community and change nursing culture for the better. I can't wait to see what we create. I will see you next week, but until then, happy nursing.